What up, world? It's your past first point guard and trailblazer reporter, Mike Richmond. We're listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked on Blazers your first listen every day. Free on all platforms, five days a week, coming at you every single weekday, so make it a part of your daily routine and make it your first listen every single day. In today's show, we're going to talk about a little pie-in-the-sky hopeful rumor. Could DeAndre Ayton end up in Portland? The short answer is probably not, but it's there's some there is some... There is a little bit of smoke to this fire and we'll tease it out because in terms of the Blazers sort of like best case scenario options, this is certainly one of them heading into the offseason. Then we'll close the show with some fun with some lottery numbers. Uh, this is Tuesday, May 17th show and this evening, the NBA will determine the draft order via lottery in the Blazers have a shot to get the number one overall pick or move up in the draft one of the top 10 picks in the draft is certainly coming to Rose City at least for the time being so we'll have a little bit of fun with those lottery numbers to close the show but first let's talk about DeAndre Ayton the Suns were summarily dispatched from the NBA playoffs yesterday evening they got their asses whooped They got embarrassed on their home floor. One of the worst losses, if not the worst loss in the history of Game 7s in the NBA playoffs. One of the worst home losses you will ever see. Just an absolute beatdown. Beatdown. Down by 40. Scored 27 points in the first half. So did Luka Doncic. They got crushed. And when you get crushed, it sends the sort of... the, the, The warning... The warning signs or whatever, the sirens get a little bit louder. And that means that the questions about your roster moving forward get a little bit murkier. They have to answer questions. Let me be really clear here. A lot of you have asked me in one way or another, like, what about the Blazers getting Suns forward Cameron Johnson? What about the Blazers getting uh, Suns center DeAndre Ayton? And I always thought it was pie in the sky nonsense. And I mostly just poo-pooed it um, because it didn't make sense. Because I figured that the worst case scenario for the Suns this year was something like losing in the sixth game of the Western Conference Finals. I really thought this was the best team in the NBA. I thought they were going to win Game 7, if not handily. I thought they were going to win Game 7 at home against the Mavs. I thought they were going to play the Warriors tough and might even win the whole damn championship, if not represent the West in the Finals, right? Like, I, I, I'm a, I was a believer in the Suns. And then they lost back-to-back games by 27 and 33, and it was way worse than the 33 they lost Game 7. Incredibly embarrassing end to their season. So that pushes the situation where now for the first time, the Suns free agents or the Suns like soon-to-be free agents this year and Cam Johnson is extension eligible heading into the final year of his contract. Like there's some reality to them being available in a way that they haven't been available before. Add to that. DeAndre Ayton played 17 game, 17 minutes in Game 7. He was did not come back in in the fourth quarter. The game was over, but it was clear that he kind of had beef or whatever with Monty Williams, that, that he didn't get to come back in. He declined to speak to the media. Not... N- not noteworthy in any way, shape, or form, but it he did it did all of those things did happen. I don't th- I think not speaking to the media is just like a totally freaking normal thing. Um, when you get your ass whooped and you're 23 years old and you um and you just had a bad game, like the the what are what's going to happen? They're going to take a little bit of money from you and you get to, and you don't have to like deal with it. Great. Um, I don't think this was the sign that like that there's um I think the signs that there might be a sort of beef fracture between young center and coach. 
happened before and after he tr- declined to speak to the media. I think that is unrelated. But DeAndre Ayton now goes into the offseason where he will be the biggest free agent on the market, uh, figuratively and literally. Um, he's, a t- he's a big person. I guess Yusuf Nurkic is probably bigger than him, but uh, so, so only only figuratively, not literally. But he will. he's a restricted free agent. The Suns can match any offer he receives. And the previous summer, the Suns balked at giving DeAndre Ayton a max extension, which had led some to think, oh he'll you know he's gonna leave because they don't want to pay him the max I always thought that was nonsense and he would end up in Phoenix now I'm starting to think maybe not because maybe you don't commit all of that money to to DeAndre Ayton if uh, you know if he looks like this against a team that can spread you out and that's what the Mavs did they spread him out they played Maxi Kleba who I think is really really wonderful um just a really good basketball player and he couldn't take advantage of that matchup against a smaller guy he had a really good game one and then he wasn't he was not good for the rest of the series and he was straight up awful to begin game seven then didn't play however I don't think there's a lot of debate about what DeAndre Ayton is going to get on the open market. He's going to get a max contract. The question is whether he gets a max contract from the Phoenix Suns or a max contract from a team that is not the Phoenix Suns. I think that is the only thing to debate. I do not think there's a situation where DeAndre Ayton gets it. He didn't play himself into less money this year. He looked better and he doesn't turn 24 till later this summer. He's a really good basketball player. And then... There's more to it. There's always more to it. Or there's not always more to it, but there is in this case. Um, a Portland, former Portland resident, Portland DJ, shout out to Trox, sent out a tweet that was like, uh, DeAndre Ayton should just do what's best for him and join the uh, join Damon Lord and chase the championship in Portland. And then Damon Lord favorited that tweet on Twitter and it became a whole hullabaloo on the internet. And well, let me say this, faves don't mean anything. Faves, faves and retweets and likes and whatever like twitter is not real life it's nothing but dame knows what he's doing he wouldn't do he was like you know he he probably genuinely likes the idea so then you got to ask how 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 does this happen if there's beef with there might be beef between deandre ayton and the coach if the sun's ownership might not be willing to pay deandre ayton his 130 some million dollar max contract if if the Blazers franchise star is interested in a reunion, could this happen? Is this pie in the sky nonsense, as I have said multiple times in the show, or is this starting? Is there starting to be a little bit of smoke next to this fire? And I think, quite honestly, there is the tiniest whisper, the the little a little wisp, just the smallest little hint of smoke trickling up. And if you squint, you can see it. And I'm going to help you see it when you join me in the second segment. I'm going to lay out how the Blazers get DeAndre Ayton. This is the the math, the practicality, how they get it. But before we do that, I want to tell you about Prize Picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. Uh, I play Prize Picks, play it on my phone. I use their app. It works really, really well. Uh, you can also go to PrizePicks.com, and and it's it's super simple. You pick between two and five players and an over under on their projections, so you can win up to ten times on any any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. You can make the entries in sixty seconds, and then. Prize Price Picks offers safe and fast withdrawals. Uh, here's what you do. You, you're picking, they set a line of points scored or rebounds or steals or blocks or whatever it might be for NBA players. You put that NBA player in your entry, you pick over under that line and you have a chance to win some money. It's super fast and super simple. And right now, an exclusive offer, a no-brainer for all of my listeners. You get $50 for free if a player in your first Price Picks entry scores a single point when you use the promo code NBA. That's right. 
an exclusive offer for all Locked On listeners. Sign up today. Use the promo code NBA. $50 for free if a player on your first entry scores a single point. Use Put Luka Doncic on your first entry on prizepicks.com or on the app. Use that promo code NBA. Get some free money. It's as simple as that. Today's show also brought to you by the good folks at Built Bar. Just the best tasting protein bar that there is. Uh, I tell you about Built Bars all the time. I really do. Uh, and I've been doing it a long time. But earnestly and honestly, they're wonderful protein bars and you're just not going to find better ones. Uh, I I have my personal favorites, but whatever you're into, you can hit up their website and find uh, and find something that might strike your fancy. If you're a marshmallow person right now, uh, they got a limited time flavor birthday cake puff. It's like a marshmallowy white chocolate uh, birthday cake action with 16 grams of protein. It It'll get you where you need to go. It'll meet your sweet tooth and it'll keep you humming along if you need a little extra boost to start your day in the middle of the day or whenever you might be getting after it. So go check it out. Find the other flavors. Find what you like and order more from there. And what, what while you're there, use the promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right. How does DeAndre Ayton get to Portland? Let's talk about it. Here's the simple way that they do it. We talked about this in a previous show last week when I discussed how, like, the path to getting Zach Levine to Portland. The thing is, Zach Levine, because of his years of service, making a little bit more money on his max contract. A max for Zach Levine is $36 million. A max for DeAndre Ayton is well, a starting annual salary of 30 and some change, $30.3 million, $30.2 million, uh, depending on where the, where the line ends up. But Let's call it 30 million bucks. We're not going to do math to the penny, but we're going to get the math pretty close. So the, the way that the Blazers would outright sign DeAndre Ayton is renounce Yusuf Nurkic, stretch and wave Justice Winslow, stretch and wave the remaining guaranteed money on Eric Bledsoe's contract. Uh, you got to uh, find a partner to just salary dump Keon Johnson and get rid of his money. And then you need your lottery pick to stay out of the top four, because if it's in the top four, that salary slot for the top four pick is going to screw up the money. And then you're going to have to get even more creative and, and dump some other players. And, you know, maybe Greg Brown becomes a casualty or something, uh, or, or you got to find a taker for Didi Luzada and blah, blah, blah. But like that, that's the basic renounce Nurk, stretch and wave Justice Winslow, stretch and wave uh, Eric Bledsoe and find a salary dump for Keon Johnson. And that would clear you up enough space to do that. But that becomes an under the tax team. Then you, if you, if you dip below the tax and you operate as a team below the tax, because you've in this scenario, you're also renouncing the rights to Ingles and uh, Joe Ingles and CJ Ellaby. Uh, like you're, you're just getting, you're, you're becoming a below the tax team. You don't have your traded player exception. You lose the mid-level exception. You lose the biannual, like you lose your exception, all of your exceptions. When you do this, shout out to this, this info coming courtesy of uh, former guest on the program and who I've called and who I'll call again, the, the salary cap consultant, Eric Griffith, who uh, helped walk me through how the Blazers would sound, would outright sign, um, uh, DeAndre Ayton. All that shit is bad. Like that's not a, that is too much to get rid of. Getting rid of Nurk and for nothing, getting rid of Justice Winslow, um, getting, not having your traded player exception, not having your mid-level exception. All of the Blazers sort of tools to get better this offseason would be sacrificed in order to outright sign DeAndre Ayton. That's not how it's going to go down. Um, or, I mean, it could, that's the math to how it could, right? But it's not that simple. That's like that's like the simplest way to do it, but the not very likely way to do it. The likely way to do it is a sign and trade that features Yusuf Nurkic and 
DeAndre Ayton. Uh, the numbers aren't going to be perfect because Nurk's not going to make $25 million annually. So it's it's the Blazers will still have to get a little bit creative. But but the sort of the basics of a trade that would work to get, like the basics of the Blazers keeping the mid-level exception and keeping their traded player exception, keeping their tools to allow this roster to get better, would center around a trade for Yusuf Nurkic and a, a double signed trade. So Yusuf Nurkic signs with the Blazers and agrees to a trade to the Suns. DeAndre Ayton signs with the, the Suns and agrees to a trade to the Blazers. There's so much that goes into that. Like it's just signing trades are so just, they're just hard to pull off, right? Because you need Nurk to agree. You need DeAndre to agree. You need the Suns to agree on other compensation because if, you know, if you're, if you're not signing him into cap space, the Suns have, you know, whatever, a teensy bit more leverage. Um, like it's, it would just be more complicated. But the Blazers in this scenario could come away with a roster that still includes Damon Lord, Anthony Simons, Nazir Little, uh, Josh Hart. I was blanking on Josh Hart's name. DeAndre Ayton, uh, Trenton Watford would still be coming off the bench. You could still keep your, you could very likely still keep, almost certainly keep your 2022 uh, draft pick. There's a chance the sign-in trade includes that, but I'm saying very likely keep your 2022 draft pick. You could keep your trade to player exception, which is one of your best tools to go improve on, on, uh, on the open market in trades, like you, you could, that's your most realistic path. But even then, is that how realistic is that? Um, you would, that trade would also, uh, include a little bit of wiggle room below the tax apron. So the Blazers, I mean, we're getting a little bit deep in the weeds for something that I don't think is particularly likely to happen, but basically like the Blazers could still have some wiggle room to improve the roster and take on more salary, even when this scenario with a sign and trade based around Yusuf Nurkic and DeAndre Ayton. I think the, like the, that's the nuts and bolts of it, right? The, the signing him outright is just like, probably the same way signing uh, Zach Levine outright is probably just like a non-starter, right? You just have to sacrifice too much to sign a max free agent. That's why the Blazers, when they were talking up uh, potential salary cap space this summer or in the spring heading into the summer, it always seems like a kind of a little bit fraught because it's just like, that's the, that would make the, it makes the team too much worse to have it actually be payoff. So the, the path, like the same way the path with Zach Levine would have to be a sign and trade around Anthony Simons. This would have to be a sign and trade around Yusuf Nurkic. So like the likelihood seems, it still seems relatively likely, unlikely, excuse me, relatively unlikely. I do not think this is going to happen. Uh, I think there's a path. I think there's interest, uh, maybe in Deandre Ayton leaving and certainly seems to be interest from a certain point guard. Um, I don't think it's particularly likely to happen just because I think there's too many hurdles to get there and there could be some other suitors where it's cleaner. But I would, in general, I think that DeAndre Ayton would be an upgrade over Yusuf Nurkic. And while I'm not sure that he's like way, 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 way better than Nurk, he's, he's about to turn 24. He's coming off a great season. His graph is pointing straight up. Nurk might have just played his best seasons in the league. Like, it's just, it's just an agent injury thing with Nurk. Like... I don't think he's like way, way significantly worse. He's certainly not like half the money worse than like if it's twice the if Nurk's making sixteen million and and DeAndre's making thirty million, Nurk's just a better deal, right? Because he's not he's not half as good. Like if it's financial, if you're talking financial, it's like he's not half half the dollars uh, worse than than DeAndre. Like it, that's it's financially it wouldn't be necessarily worth the upgrade, but he's better, and I think particularly. He can play more styles of defense that can help. He has, uh, Aiden has better touch. Uh, he's not like a bruising big guy like Nurk. He's a very different player. He's got, he's a, he's a, like a jump shooter, jump hook guy. Like he, he, he uses touch. That's his skill, but he can play defense in, a, in, in, he has more defensive schemes. 
bigs are just like in general have, have, have been less valuable in the playoffs this year, but I would argue last postseason they were pretty freaking valuable. So like choose your own adventure. Uh, it's, it is, I think the risk, you could talk me into the risk pretty easily. Like I, I, I think the upgrade would be pretty easily, but it would have to be the sign and trade route. And it would have to be without giving up like too much, you know, if, if it's like justice Winslow and, and Nurk, yeah, like you're you're going to be pretty easily talk me into it, and like, but if it's you know, I wouldn't want to throw. I would want to make this work and be like viable for the Blazers. You want to hold on to Josh Hart. You want to hold on to Nazir Little in the trade. Obviously, Damon Anner would be a non-starters in the negotiations, and and you basically just want to give up like Nurk and some stuff. Would it answer the Blazers' glaring weaknesses at forward? No, no, it would not. Would it like would their their like we've seen in the playoffs. Wings are incredibly valuable. They're just incredibly valuable. Everyone needs more big wings. Like, that's what everyone needs. DeAndre Ayton, in fact, just got beat by a team that could play more big wings and just, like, spread you out and hurt you with, you know, spacing around an individually great creator. That that was the formula that basically Boston and, and moreover, the, the, the Mavericks used. Um, and, and, like, big men in general, however, less valuable and were less valuable in this uh, year's postseason. I think we've seen it with Rudy Gobert the last couple of years was just like, if you, if you have the right personnel to spread a team out and still be functional on defense, you can neutralize even the best centers in the league. And I think there's some risk there in maxing out a center max, even a great young center like DeAndre Aiden, who I really like. Um, I think, I think is really good. Um, he could play. So I, I think there's some risk involved. You could talk me into it pretty easily because like, Nurks the same way and he's less versatile. Uh, obviously, if it's it's like might be a difference in pay of fifteen million dollars. If that's the if that's a breaking point for you, I totally agree. But I'm just the sort of the logic, the soundness of the plan. I think you could talk me into the soundness of that specific plan I just laid out um, of some sort of sign and trade where the Blazers don't give up that much stuff. A lot of hurdles to get there. I think it's relatively unlikely. Just in general, but I wanted to lay out for you sort of the logics of how it will work because it's it it's in the zeitgeist. The DeAndre Ayton stuff is in the zeitgeist, and I think for the first time ever in my from my point of view, and I'm not like claiming to be deeply plugged in here, but just like reading, you know, I follow the league pretty closely, read about it a lot. Uh, like it, for the first time ever, it seems like there could be the riff that was maybe I thought overblown last summer seems much more real. And it's made more real by the fact that the Suns flamed out of the playoffs incredibly hard. So that's how DeAndre Aiden would end up in Portland. Um, if you have friends who say, like, can they even get him? Tell them to listen to the first uh, 16 minutes of this podcast and they'll get it. Uh, <laughs> they, can, they can cruise through the intro and listen to 16 minutes and it'll be laid out right there for them. How do the Blazers get DeAndre Aiden? That is, that is the simpleness of it. What I want to do to close the show is I want to have a little fun. The lottery is tomorrow night. The Blazers draft odds will be determined. We'll find out where they're going to pick. Right now, all we know is the odds. So let's have a little bit of fun with the odds as we wait uh, a few more hours to find out the fate of the Blazers 2022 draft pick. Before we do that, let's talk about Bet Online, where they got more props, more lines, more odds than ever before. Right now on Bet Online, you could bet on who gets the number one overall pick. Uh, you're not going to get juicy, the juiciest odds you want on the Blazers, but you could bet a little bit on it. Uh, you can. 
you could make all of your, you could bet on every NBA playoff game. You can bet on all the NHL playoff games. You can bet on soccer here and abroad. You can bet on combat sports. You can bet on all your tennis tournaments happening all over the world. Whatever you're looking for, you can bet on golf as we head into some major tournaments. Like it's all going to be there on Bet Online. So go check it out. That's Bet Online where the game starts. Still a pass first point guard, still Mike Richmond, still listening to Locks on Blazers. And as promised, we're talking draft odds. Here's what we know heading into Tuesday's draft lottery. The Blazers have the sixth best odds of any team in the league of getting the number one overall pick. But they're much more likely to pick seventh or eighth. Basically a coin fifth, 50.3% chance of picking seventh or eighth. That is a 29.8% chance of picking seventh. Their overwhelmingly most likely spot is seven. That's just how the math works. A 20.5% chance of, of picking eighth. Their second most likely spot by a significant number. They are very, very likely to pick seventh or eighth. That sucks. But they they still have a chance, 37.2% chance of picking in the top four. That's a 9% chance of picking number one, a 9.2% chance of picking two, 9.4% chance of picking three, and a 9.6% chance of picking four. They have the six best odds, but not particularly good odds of landing there. Just 8.6% of landing in, in, in six and a nine point, or a 3.7% chance of picking in nine, picking ninth. There's a like a less than 0.1% chance of picking 10th. It could happen. It won't. I mean, well, now I'm saying it out loud. It might. <laughs> Truly the worst case scenario. But but you might you might look at this and you say, ah, damn, 9%. 9% sucks. I wish they had better odds. But let me tell you, the Blazers have a better chance of picking number one overall, of getting the number one overall pick tomorrow night than you have of getting into Harvard. That's right. According to Harvard's admissions numbers in the year 2020, 7.4% of applicants were accepted into Harvard University. You have a better chance of the Blazers picking number one overall than you or your child going to Harvard. Might end up at the top of the podium. So you might be saying 9.2% chance of picking two. Mike, that's, that's not good enough. And let me tell you, you got a better chance of the Blazers picking second overall than you do of getting of winning the showcase on Prices Right. According to Prices Right numbers in 2018, if you were a contestant in the inside the studio, you pay to get pay to get a ticket, you put your name in the hat, you get you uh, you get your spot inside the studio, taped in front of a live studio audience, and they're gonna say, "Mike, come on down." A one in thirty-six percent, one in thirty-six chance. That is a two point seven percent chance. You are almost three times more likely to see the Blazers picking second than you are to see your name called on the prices right. And even there, you only get on the panel. You're not winning the showcase. The Blazers are much more likely to win the showcase than you. They're much more likely to pick first overall in the draft than you are to win on the prices right. It's been rainy here in Portland, like just pouring down rain. It has been. May has been a challenge here in the Pacific Northwest. If you're not living out here, let me tell you. Uh, I'm glad I don't record this podcast outdoors because it's been wet. So sometimes my good friends here in the in, on the West Coast, they'll take a trip down to L.A. And in L.A., it's a little over 30 rainy days a year. That means that 9.86% of days it rains in Los Angeles in any given year. One of the driest cities in America. This is turning to, this is according to weather weather service stats from 2018. 9.8 uh, percent 
9.8% of days in LA are rain, rain. That means the Blazers have a better chance of getting a top four pick of landing one, two, three, or four in each of those spots than you have of needing an umbrella when you are taking your vacation in LA. If you have been to LA and been rained on, it is more likely that you had a wet day at the beach and Marina Del Rey than the Blazers. Won't pick number one overall. The Blazers. It's about the same odds that the Blazers get a number one overall pick. Then you had a wet day on Venice Beach. And you might be saying, Mike, 9% stinks. I've, I've seen a rainy day in LA, but not many of them. And I'll be saying, Mike, you said. Is your name Mike? Because that's relatively uncommon, even if you think it's a common name. In fact, there's only a 3.2% chance that if you share a birth year with me, born in 1988, you can do the math, that your name is also Michael. Because according to U.S. Census statistics, 3.2% of the babies born in 1988 in the United States of America were named Michael. You're almost three times, the Blazers are almost three times more likely to pick number one overall than you are to share a birth year and a name with your favorite podcast co-host. So you might be saying some of the Blazers get they one in ten, one in ten ain't nothing. But not getting into Harvard, you're not win the showcase, and you probably not name Michael. Much more likely that the Blazers pick number one overall. That's a little optimism for you. The Blazers are winning the showcase. Come on down. Damian Lillard, come on down. Jabari Smith Jr., come on down. Paolo Bancaro, come on down. Chad Holmgren, come on down. You come on down. Tomorrow nights, this is a this is a first in, in Locked On Blazers history. Uh, first of all, follow Locked On NBA on YouTube because tomorrow during the draft lottery, I am going to join my co-host, all of us who are lucky enough to have our teams be in the lottery, and we're doing a live lottery show uh, beginning at uh, excuse me, beginning at 5.30 tomorrow, leading up to, uh, leading up to the draft. And then, excuse me, leading up to the draft lottery, we'll do a live show, live reaction. You'll see, you can see me live on YouTube reacting to where the Blazers pick. And then shortly thereafter, I will go live right here on my YouTube channel for the first time ever. Many of you have asked, Mike, when are you going to go live on YouTube? And the answer is the evening of May 17th. Uh, right after we get the draft lottery odds, I'm going to hit record right here set your notifications, tell your friends to set the notifications. I will have a live show, my first ever live podcast. I've done some other live podcasts in some other settings, but first ever live, a truly live Locked on Blazers hosted right here on YouTube and then later posted in the audio feed. So if you're not, so I'm not a YouTube user, it's not like you're not going to get it. Um, you'll just get it maybe with me screwing up by recording, it, by doing it live. Will I accidentally swear? Only one way to find out. You got to listen. So set your notifications for the YouTube channel. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't, and then join Join me tomorrow night, May 17th, Tuesday, May 17th, for the first ever live Locked on Blazers. Do it, do it, do it. I would love to see you there. Then come back for later in the week as we dive into draft coverage. We will preview some possible targets. We're going to talk to some draft expert folks. We're going to have a lot of fun because it's draft season. And the Blazers are going to get lucky. They're going to get lucky like a rainy day in L.A. And we'll talk about all that good luck. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.